0: A roundabout offers the chance to choose a destination, how fast or slow, how cautiously or bravely you approach it. A roundabout provides its user opportunity, danger, but ultimately choice, much like life. Roundabout is a podcast about life, love, journeys, success and failure, mostly a celebration of living life and making the most of opportunity. Well, g'day, Roundabouters, and welcome back to the Roundabout podcast, episode nine, coming to you from the Man Cave here in Mildura. Um, that's the Outback Memorabilia Man Cave. Um, no, just kidding. It's not a sponsorship thing. Um, guys, I just wanted to yeah, really put out a, a shout out to you all, um, particularly, you know, I, I've had awesome support um, well, since sort of kicking these podcasts off um and you know it, it means a lot just it it's awesome to get um you know facebook messages and messenger and all that sort of stuff but even next level is when someone sends you a text so um you know for those of you that know me don't bombard me with texts. but um nah, love you um Look, guys, thank you. Your support is, is honestly uh, um, really um, appreciated. Um, and I just wanted to say thanks and, um, you know, keep supporting um, little ventures like this, uh, mine and others around Um Yeah. Share the love. Um, anyway, guys, enough about me and more about today's guest. Uh, today's guest is a ripping bloke. Um, he's a interesting guy. Look, he's done loads of things and he's not too lengthy of a life. He's younger than me. So he must be a young bloke. Um, he's been into landscape gardening he's been an entrepreneur a business owner and still is a business owner supporting um you know providing jobs uh, in our sort of local uh, local area um which is awesome um He's, um, he's probably a fellow that, you know, of lots of guys that I know that own businesses through the um, the dreaded COVID period, you know, would have done it tough, but he's come out the other side of that, um, punching with both hands uh, and, and going really well, flying actually I reckon. Um, he spent some time on Mildura Rural City Council and currently he's the official mayor of Mildura. Um, just been signed up for his second term, so um, that is awesome and the town mate will be thankful to have you uh, on board as a second term We'll about all things council and and other stuff moving forward but please join me in welcoming my special guest today on episode nine Liam Wood. Well g'day Liam, welcome mate to the Roundabout podcast, Um, awesome of you to come in. Um, Before we kick off I just want to say mate congratulations on being reinstated or I don't know what the technical term is but a second year uh, as mayor that's it's bloody awesome, I'm stoked, must be a good honour.
1: Yes, yeah, it was great to um, get back in the seat for another yep. year, and I feel like I've really got the passion to do that. What um, the years bring after that, who knows, but um, yeah, great to have the backing of all council uh, councillors um, this time yep. round, so True. it uh, looks like we're amalgamating the clan. so I'm
0: looking forward to this year. So the, uh, the Great War of the 14th century uh, <laughs> Scottish Highlands? It- Peacemaker. That's exactly right. That's they've all, bloody... Yeah,
1: that's they've bloody. all come together, so it's,
0: I'm looking forward to it. Well, surely with unity comes success, I'm thinking, like... Well, that's um, right. I,
1: I, yeah, I, when you're all warring against each other, you don't get anything done. So yeah. I think it's, this year's been um, really about... Doing that, you yeah. know, building that foundation. I think it's, you yeah. know, it's been conversation, collaboration, um, building relationships. And then right are we're, we're right to go now. So yeah. we've got no excuses. So, let's and, get going. and we, and we got some, we got a hell of a lot of stuff done just coming out of COVID. So I'm really mm. excited for this year because there's, it should be plain sailing and there shouldn't be any excuses to get, to get a lot of things done.
0: Hold hands, sing kumbaya and let's get it done. Exactly right. Hey, um, as you know, my podcast called Roundabout. Does Mildura have too many roundabouts or not enough yet?
1: Look, this is always a contentious decision. (laughs) Um, I think a lot of it comes down to money, um, not being able to put uh, stoplights in a lot of places, but... I think if you talk to um, uh, Lincoln from Bridgestone, he would say not enough roundabouts <laughs> yes. because there is actually called a thing called roundabout wheel. I have it. Uh, and it, and it uh, wears down one sidey wheel <laughs> and um, <laughs> and uh, Lincoln makes a lot of money out of that. So. <laughs> he's a good
0: man, Lincoln. Yes, if, if you need tyres. He's uh, a
1: roundabout advocate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Might have to get him on here. That's right. Um, yeah, it's. I was driving somewhere the other day and thinking, we actually need a roundabout here. I can't remember where it was, but... <laughs> I You've think, caught mate, the fever, mate. I am. Well, that's what I've got to endorse the thing, right? That's it's right about yeah, um, mate. Like myself, you grew up in the great town of Mildura. Um, you were born in Mildura based Hospital, is that right? Yeah, born and bred in Mildura, the old Mildura Base Mildy, Hospital. Like like a lot of lot of us, great or oh, not me, great <laughs> other great people. Um, what's your first ever memory? Uh, first
1: ever memory is probably we. Um, When mum and dad moved here, they they had a little house in Oak Avenue, so not not far from here, but Mm -hmm. certainly a little humble place. And I used to have a hammock, um, Mm. and we spent a hell of a lot of time in that hammock for some reason. (laughs) Um, And uh, just, you know, when you're really small, you think your backyard's massive, and then you you drive past your old house. You (laughs) know, when you're older and you go... We lived there. Yeah, and it how was we fit. Uh, uh, yeah, that's right. And yeah. the backyard's the size of a postage stamp and you thought it was, it, <laughs> yeah. it never ended back in those days. So that's probably the yeah. the memory of it, that I have most of. And that
0: hammock would have felt like it was, you know, strung 100 metres probably. Back, I, my grandparents had one in the backyard too, so I'm. Yeah, well,
1: there was always three or four of us
0: in it, so. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and once again, it was probably tiny. And back in those days, it would have been neighbourhood kids, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We
1: had um, uh, Ryan O'Callaghan that used to li- yeah. live over the back fence, so mm-hmm. we we're always hanging around. And yeah. you know, we also had um, we also our our dog Spencer had brothers and sisters in the street, like that. We'd all given away the litter. Yeah. So they, you know, it was a it was a neighbourly thing to everyone catch up in the street. So,
0: yeah. yeah. Share a beer
1: and a dog. Yeah, that's right. And I think <laughs> and I think you know. It, it's a bit sad to see that's you know largely lost today, but um, we need it. We certainly need to bring it back. Bring back the um, the, uh, the the barbecues and the beers in the cul de sac at the end of the street.
0: Yeah, I reckon. I mean, nowadays you kind of you nearly need a permit. Well, we won't get into that. But you nearly need a bloody permit to have a barbecue. Anyway, not going there. I've just, got to no know negative just, negativity. Just the go place. there and, and ask for forgiveness, mate. mate exactly, um, mate. I guess exactly on that topic. So the town has changed. Enormously since. So I was born early 70s. You were, oh, we don't need to give it away, but maybe <laughs> snuck into the 70s, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, other than swinging in the hammock, what did you love about growing up here as a kid, 70s and
1: 80s? Yeah, I think um, we quickly moved out to the um, King's Billabong um, in Cook Street. And grow- yep. growing up on the Billabong and having nature at your doorstep was, was pretty unbelievable. But I think it was also... There was no constrictive nature when you were that ki- when you're a kid at that yeah. age um, and and that era. You know, you're on your bikes all the time. Yeah. Your parents didn't know where you were, and and it was an okay thing. You know, yeah. I'm I'm off, and I don't know when I'm coming back. Tea time, and, uh, yeah, and, <laughs> and maybe not. Like I remember, we used to ride home from school all the time from our south, and it's about six k's, but it would yeah. take it would take me about three hours after I stopped off at every mate's house. You yeah. know. A lot of them were Italian, so I ate far too much. Beautiful. And then when I got home, um, mum would put dinner on the table and I'd be saying, uh, I'm, I'm fine, thanks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: I've got a kilo of salami in the Yeah, I've yeah, had uh, too
1: much bread, cheese and salami. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> maybe put it in the freezer and I'll eat it later. So, <laughs> so back then it would have been, oh, I'm just trying to think, like I remember when my mum first served up a quiche <laughs> like we didn't know how to say it for a start, but it's like, what is this thing, Mum? You've yeah. just made bacon and eggs, but threw it in a bit of a pie in a way. What do, do you call
1: is? this, stuff Yes, Welsh Yeah, Welsh Yeah. <laughs> Riss- Riss
0: yeah. Riss Hulls, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it was a, it was also it's a great town now. It's a really different town. It, but uh, you know, I did grow up in that little cul de sac type thing, and you know, there was dudes around the corner, and it, it was just, I kind of feel for our kids, my kids, that. There's, you know they've got a. We got to take them to their mates' house. We got to drop them here. This that. You know you can track them on their mobile phone and stuff, so they can't get up to anything sinister. But I, I feel a bit um, not sad. I just think we were lucky.
1: Yeah, and I think also we've had both. We've seen both parts of that. You know, yeah. Yeah. growing up, we never had mobile phones. No. Parents never knew where we were. Now. Everyone knows where you are. You're on social media all the time, and all yeah. that sort of stuff. And I think the thing, the funny thing that I find about social media, it's actually, it's not, it's antisocial.
0: It totally is. It,
1: you know, th- those, you know, weird ideas of catching up as a group and riding yeah. your bikes and all that sort of stuff, that seems to be lost. and, and yeah. that and that was, you know, it's not just a nostalgic thing, but it was such an integral part of growing up. Mm. And being a sociable person was hanging out with your friends and family, and yep. and you know there, every Thursday, Dad would play golf, and and Mum would have a a, a women's get together, and yep. they had kids that I was friends with, and so that was that was the norm every Thursday, and then Dad would bring home Chinese or fish and chips, and it was the <laughs> great it was the greatest day of the week. So <laughs> that, you know those little things that you remember all the time, and it, and it come and every good memory that I've had is been with other people.
0: Yep. Yeah, and that's – same, mate, same. Thursday was our night too. The old man used to go Coral Sea every night up and see Bill. Yeah. Oh, Bill, whatever we got, you know. I mean, just two bucks or something back in the day. That's right, feed the whole family. Fed the family. Um, yeah, no, nah, I think it's still gone, is it? Coral Sea? Must be. Not Bill, though. <laughs> I think Bill's probably – moved <laughs> oh, I shouldn't laugh, should no, I? No, well, you know, death taxes and comedy, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, mate, you're fortunate, to, talking to family, you're fortunate to have a big brother, Um those that know him call him Azzer or Az or yep. Aaron when he's in trouble. Yep. Um, what was the best thing he taught you? Um, I think the best thing
1: he, uh, he taught me and, and still to this day is, is probably stick to your guns and keep going, yep. you know you know he he started down the environmental trail at a at a very early age like we we both did with um yeah. mum and dad being you know that on the forefront of them but he mm. he he kept in that industry and when it wasn't cool and when it mm. didn't have a, a big budget and he and he struggled for many years but he but he certainly got somewhere it you know yes. it it finally clicked and it's um you know people say that you know he's he's quite young for the things that he's achieved and mm. And and what he's done in that industry, like the, the kids teaching kids program and all that sort of stuff, which has kind of forged the way for a new way of um, education in that in that sector. Yep. But it it was you know it was hard work for mm. you know 10, 15, 20 years, and and he stuck to his guns and he came out the other side. And I think that you know um, hones your skills and, yeah. and and makes you a better person. You know, the longer you're you're in something, I think you know that's the, that's the key. And I think. You know, I, you know, the same thing with me. I've got, I got, I got in in two thousand and sixteen in council, and 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 then got kicked out from secondary votes, which I still yeah. don't still don't understand the system, and <laughs> nah.
0: nor, nor do I want to. But nah, delete.
1: It Move didn't. On. Um, it it um it didn't um, blunt my senses not to go around again. And I And, yeah. and I think you know that's the thing. And you know, I got kicked out in two thousand and sixteen, and now I'm the mayor for the second
0: year. So yeah, that kind of um,
1: persistence is I, what I learned from as.
0: And that's awesome. That's a, it's a great lesson for a big brother. He's big brother, yeah. Yeah, told, yeah. yeah. Uh, It's an awesome thing. Stick to your guns. Don't give up. Keep fighting. Keep... Uh, and that's, you know, that's a message that's come through all of the previous eight people I've spoken to on here is th- they've been a bit the same. It's just don't give up on what you believe in. Um, things will be tough. People will throw shit at you, crap at you, whatever, but you just...
1: I think I think that's a, another thing is too. You got to be true to yourself and what you believe. Yeah. And um, you know, for him, he's been um, he he's been chased from uh, the Nationals have chased after him, the Libs yep. have chased after him, Labor have chased after him, the Greens have chased after him, and that's because he aligns with with whatever topic it is. Yeah. What he thinks is the best choice mm. for that time, and sometimes it aligns with the libs, sometimes it aligns with the nats, and sometimes. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's a really important thing too, and and I think um you know in, in a position of council mm. we can we can be apolitical. We we can just yep. say, righto, we think this is the b- best thing for the community, mm. not that it's a liberal thing or a labour thing or a greens yeah. thing. I think that's a really really good powerful position to be in, the fact that you can pick and choose yeah. where you think you should go.
0: I think that, mate, that sums up, like, candidates that are independents, doesn't it? Like, uh, they've become so much more relevant now, independent, and, look, I'm not politically, p- politically minded that much, but I care about what goes on. Mm. Um, you know, you turn up to vote and you go, well, it's not about the party, it's not about necessarily, you know, the person, whether they're in a red shirt, green shirt, blue shirt, whatever, but... Um, Taking bits of all of the different um, organisations or parties and putting it together, it sort of creates an independence. Well, kind of I think
1: way. I think it's at the end of the day, it's remiss of us to think that we're aligned with that every the, the one party's ideology. It yeah. just doesn't happen, you know. Yeah, there's there's some things that you know um, I don't agree with and agree with with every mm. party. Mm. Um, and I think that's the beauty of independence. And they probably, you know. Uh, They've got to put. They've got to push shit uphill to be. To be honest, they because they have you know le- less backing. They have less money and all that sort of stuff. Yep. But I think that's another beautiful thing about um, you know politics in Australia. You can either be Turnbull with. Stacks of money, or you can yep. be Albanese, who uh, you know, single mum, mm. grew up, you know, in tough times, and and is still, you know, the head of our country. Whereas, mm. you look at America and things like that, and it's the same rich people turning over and over. I mean, how many times yeah. do you get George Bush Senior and George Bush Junior, and then you get Bill Clinton, and then Hillary Clinton runs. You know, yeah, it's it's connect. been it's really been kept in the same group for the, you know the last thirty forty years.
0: Yep, I um I listened to a podcast um called. Bloody hell, how can I forget? Um, I have forgotten. Anyway, um, I'll come back to that. But these guys, um, it's Jason Bateman and... um, One of my favourite actors. Yeah, and uh, Will Arnett off the other show that Bateman was on. And anyway, I'm terrible. I should write this stuff down. Just free flow it. But anyway, um, they're called... Whatever, I'll come back to it. I'll figure it out anyway. So I listened to it this morning, and they got Joe Biden on as a guest. Yeah, right. And I thought I was just expect because they're sort of funny guys. I was expecting it to be a joke, right? And I'm like listening to their intro, and they're talking. oh yeah security came, and then actually Joe Biden is on there. Yeah. And they would ask him a question, and I'm not sure he answered any of them. Yeah. He just went in a direction. A little bit he did, but he kept referring to his granddaughters. And then twenty minutes later, he goes, "Oh, and my grandson." So for. It's like he forgot his grandson yeah. in 20 minutes. But anyway, um, but, yeah. How, how
1: but, was- but I think that's, the, you know, the great thing, and we were talking about it off air, is um, you, you just don't get anything unless you ask. For sure. And- and we're talking about, you know, you're talking about, you know, potentially getting famous guests. And, yeah. And, and it's the same thing as, you know, with, with what's just happened in Mildura. You, you don't get it if you don't ask. And we've just had a world-renowned band, it, you know, at the Mildura Sporting Precinct. So yeah. it, it kind of gives people the the, the um, environment to believe. Um, and I think, yeah. you know, if you... You know, imagine if you did snag a huge, huge name on your podcast. Well, like we were
0: talking about earlier. Well, I'd,
1: I'd feel pretty good because I've been, you know, I'd be on one of those podcast moments. So <laughs> yeah. that's, you know, it's uh, you, you've got to ask for things.
0: No, for sure. I've just grabbed the old um, digital mobile phone here, whatever they call them. Yeah. So Smartless it's called, Smartless. So I should have known, I'm listening to like 100 episodes. So Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, so he was the guy off Will & Grace, like yeah, the yeah. little camp fella, and Will Arnett um, is off... Bloody hell! The other show that Jason Bateman was on, which he wrote it—I can't even. Anyway, doesn't matter. There's a whole lot of I forgets going on here. <laughs> um, you think you know everything, and then you sit in front of a microphone, and then shit just flies out the window. And it's
1: well, that's and that's that's one one thing. You know, it's always easy to have the conversations flow with your mates and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, you do put a microphone in front of people, and things
0: change. Yeah, for
1: and, sure. And and I actually go through it all the time. Um, when I've you know I've got speaking gigs or you know I'm yep. opening something, sometimes I feel totally at ease and I and I'll yep. smash it out of the park. I feel, yep. and then other times the heart races, my ears get hot, and I'm thinking, <laughs> I, I had a really good speech last week. What's what going happened? on now? You know, I wonder. Yeah, it's and it's just such a you, you, your body does crazy things to you when you when it's under pressure, yeah, um, or perceived pressure because you know I think that's one thing you do you you put a lot of perceived pressure on yourself. Yeah. You know, there was um, – I had a real shaky start to the AFLW. I, mm. you know, did the welcome and, and got really nervous for some reason. And then, mm. then I interviewed um, um, uh, Kate Shan, Mike Shan's daughter. Yeah. She's the head of um, the football operations mm. um, and felt totally at ease. and yeah. You know, and it was a great conversation and things. So it's just how quickly those things change. And,
0: yeah, maybe you just felt – Comfortable with her? I yeah.
1: Oh, I, I, I mean, at the end of the day, it's certainly the company that you keep.
0: Yeah. I've just started – I've introduced um, just e- even in my Monday team meetings to do an acknowledgement to country every single time. And I, I'm a bit the same. I, I've got, I had to get, write it down because I just haven't learned it properly yet. Mm. I will do, uh, and I'll make sure that I do, but um, – Sometimes, yeah, I struggle through it. And it's like a team of 25 people, my whole staff, and I'm like, why am I nervous in front of these people? Yeah, that's it's right. It's a similar thing, yeah. I reckon. Um, mate, many of your mates are homegrown Red Cliffs boys. Um, what is it about the kids from Tigerland that make them stick together, uh, particularly after all these years? Like, I what- think you can't get rid of them. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Trav won't go home.
1: <laughs> He's still at my house while we're doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, they're just I- extremely loyal. And I don't, I don't, I don't know what it is, but mm. I think it's also that time in your life when you you go through many stages of your life very mm. quickly. You know, from the age of ten to the age of twenty. Yeah, your body changes. You know, y- y- your choices change. You turn eighteen. You, you do yeah. all these things, and when you, you're doing it together consistently, um, yeah. I, I think that's the the bond that just you can't crack it. You know, I've yeah. had. I've, you know, I've still got friends from uni and all that sort of stuff, but it's yeah. just the the Redcliffe boys are just the go to. You know, it good just, dudes. Yeah, and I think it's also there's a um, quote off um, Stand By Me. One of my favourite movies is you know you never have friends like you did when you're 12 years old. And yeah, I, and I think that's there's something really in that that yeah you have. You have like we spoke about, you spent every waking hour together. You were yeah. at school, before school, after school, bikes on weekends, all the no social stuff. media. Yeah, you know, nah. you, you had to be around each other all the time. And yeah. I think that's just, that bond's just not broken. You know, you, nah. it just kind of continues on without any effort. Um, yeah. and, there, and and for me, they've, they've been, um, you know, awesome through COVID, which, you know, my businesses went kaput, mm. which was a really tough time. And then coming out of that and doing council, they're mm. they're always supporting but also they they will nail your feet to the ground pretty quickly as Don't well. Let which, you know, eh? Yeah if and we're and we're in a group chat, there's about seven or eight of us on on um, Messenger. And it's there's, you know, i it could never be released because <laughs> we'd all be in jail. But it's just yeah. it's just hilarious banter. And you to stay good mates with them then. Yeah, and yeah, that's right. Until I finish, <laughs> until I finish my tenure and, and slink off into the dark, <laughs> move to Bali. Um, yeah, I got to keep paying them off. But they, um, it's just hilarious and it comes at all times, the day and night. It yep. just you just never can pick it. Yeah,
0: the group chats are, are pretty good fun. Um, mate, as a kid growing up. What did sport mean to you and were you a sporty kid and what did you play, if so? I'm assuming yes is the answer. Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, I think whatever was available at primary yep. school and things like that, you know, we are always kicking the footy or doing cricket or whatever it was. <coughs> but um, basketball was probably my main game. Played for the Oriental Tigers for, for many years yep. um, at an early age and mm. then, you know, it didn't really... I played footy but didn't really enjoy it till about the under-17s when, yep. you know, I guess, you know, my body started to change and I, I got to be more part of the actual game itself Yeah, and loved it ever since. Mm. Um, obviously probably had to retire due to, you know, my hamstrings turning into Perish rubber bands. <laughs> yes, um, I know that feeling And well. now I, I sit on the couch and I, and I watch someone bend over to pick up the football and I feel like my hamstrings are tightening up. Yeah. So that's, that's where I'm at with that. Yep. Just recently finished up with basketball, um, and that was more of a social thing. You know, Wednesday yes. nights, go out there and catch up with the boys and and, and then have a beer after the game, And, and but um, yep. now that the sporting precinct is so busy...
0: Yeah, it's crazy. I, was I, I, can, nine, I can't actually.
1: be playing basketball at 10 o'clock at night on a Wednesday. That's nah. this, this is where we're at these days.
0: <laughs> and the car park, well, the car park might be conducive to having a beer, but... There's probably security or something driving around <laughs> yeah, now it's, and there's it's not, cameras. It's not the and, back of
1: the hot house, is no,
0: it? No, it's not. It's not for sure. Um, so you said the, the Mud Crabs, one of those teams that you talked about, I had a stint, random little yeah. spots in there. Um, who do you reckon thought they were the MVP in that team? Then?
1: Well, uh, I tell you what, Tra- Trav was definitely the MVP. He's still yeah. a very good basketballer. Yes. But the funny thing is, I think I was number five and he was fifteen. Yeah. And um, that year, I won the most valuable player
0: because
1: oh. <laughs> they must have been stacking our points together.
0: <laughs> and, He'd be spewing about that too. Well, it was.
1: It came to a shock, not only to me but everyone else. <laughs> as well. So
0: you're expecting him to call but out? But I certainly so.
1: didn't give him the trophy. It's still Hell no, no. Uh, it's still at the sets on the bar,
0: actually. <laughs> Pride of place. Yeah, yeah. I, I finished it's the first year. I haven't played this year as well, and um, I'm I'm kind of not missing it. I go and train me under sixteen boys, and that just an hour run around, and I'm knackered for a week, like their hips sore, my hip saw me, knees are sore. My yeah,
1: I th- I, the, the only thing I miss about it is, like I said, it's the it's the midweek catch up with friends, yep. and and that's that's more thing that you miss, and you know, yep. then if you miss catching up with them over the weekend, yeah, you know, th- those catch ups can. Um, be quite sporadic without something set in place like basketball on a Wednesday.
0: Yeah. Well, that's why I pretend to play golf so I can go and catch up with mates on a Friday. Like, I'm yeah. terrible at golf. But-
1: well, well, hopefully, Elsa's not listening to this, but, you know, Trav and I try and sneak off, you know, once a week um, yep. in between lunch and when he's got to pick up the kids. So, oh, yeah. Geez, that's... Yeah. He's got a um, That would make some challenges which I'll leave yes, off air, but That's right. There's no practice shots, we've got to race around. <laughs> <laughs> Do you basically just basically run hit it. from the car? Yeah,
0: that's right. Yeah. We just run up, hit it and run off. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, that's kind of oh, I don't know. Sometimes I think I have a chance of getting better at golf and then I played with a few of the boys on the on Cup Day there and Started like a blaze of glory. First two holes, good. After that, woeful, but did drop a very long part in the boys. That's all they remembered was my part. Yeah. Um. We ran second in the comp. I don't know if... Yeah, we did all right, actually. And it was pretty crazy weather, too. Uh, as they say, it's a good way to ruin a good walk. So Mate, you're allowed to drink and ha- you're allowed to have a beer, so I'm I'm good with it. Yeah, um, that's right. It's, I'm not into darts. I'm not really into snooker or a pool or anything, but...
1: Yeah, yeah, well, those probably those three sports are, 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 the, are ones. the ones that, you know... You don't, you can be a John Daly and still still be at the top
0: of your game. <laughs> Man, he's, you know, he to Jack, Jack right. Daniels and darts and it yeah, um, st- still you? hits them all right. Yeah. I think they're um, making a movie, I think, a daily movie. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Hopefully they cut that. Well, they don't cut bits out.
1: Yeah, no. Um, tell, tell it truthfully.
0: Yeah. Mate, I did a little bit of research uh, and, you know, had a chat to a couple of people. Um, so, am I right in saying, so both you've, for parents were educators in the education system. what I don't know the facts there, so I'm going to cut my question in half and ask that bit first.
1: Yeah, they were. The, they, my, dad was a principal, yep. and mum was a school teacher. Yep. And then. Um, after a period of time, I think it was the, the Jeff Kennett era when they were handing out redundancies left, right, and centre. Yeah, um, Mum took that and uh, became a social worker. Okay. So and she yep. still she still does part time work for Mallee Family Care, which she absolutely loves. Yeah, awesome. But um, that gave us that gave us the opportunity to. Live in America for, we lived in Alaska for a year and Montana oh, right. for a year and from student, um, teacher exchange. So oh, they, they were right. eye, eye openers, yeah. yeah. But absolutely loved it.
0: Alaska. So where in Alaska?
1: In Anchorage. We're yeah. in Anchorage. Okay. But we, um, as and I thought we were, we were, you know, we're obviously the pick of the bunch because we kept getting, we got hot dinners every, like hot lunches every day. And I'm thinking, this is all right. Curly fries, Big M chocolate. Yeah. This is fantastic. Didn't realize that. Um, Dad was getting paid in, in in Australian currency, which was, I think at the time. The um, dollar was worth fifty-one cents in the dollar, so we are uh, below the poverty line, and, uh, <laughs> and we were getting lunch handouts.
0: Oh, You're getting government
1: <laughs> government yeah. handouts. So, Perfect. but as and I thought we were kings. Yeah, it's exactly like when Dad used to bring home a six-pack of beer from golf, and I think, yeah. geez, he must be a good golfer, and he was winning the Naga everywhere, <laughs> yeah. Which, for those who don't know, is not a not a not a golfer's asshole. So. I um <laughs>
0: I won one of those once. And, and beside the cup of tea, you get a. a Cup, yeah, and I think I left it on the back of the Ute, Trave, of Wilco's thing, and we drove off and it smashed. So that kind of summed it up. <laughs> I'm not the naga, I don't want the bloody naga.
1: Summed up your golf game as pretty, well,
0: pretty much. <laughs> um, so did you pay attention in school? Were you uh, were you a, uh, yeah, someone that uh, took it, it seriously? Yeah,
1: as and I were probably poles apart in that regard, mm. you know, um, as was pretty much a shit of a kid right at the start, yeah, and, and dad actually. That's one of the reasons he became the principal of Orymple South was to mm. was to get Az out of the school that he was in, which was yeah. Mudra Western, and, and really give him, you know, paying some attention and try yeah. and get him back on track. Which you know, he turned out all right. But I was always I was a- always good um, in school, so I think yeah. I think you've got to go through a bad patch um, regardless in your life. As probably did his bit early and yeah. and became good. And I I creamed all. Um, you know primary school and high school yeah and had a little bit of a bad patch towards the end towards the end um, <laughs> university days yeah just getting in trouble a fair bit but yeah um, yeah I, I absolutely loved Doripa South and, and dad being the principal and yeah. you know when we're going through prep like all, all the kids because I used to call dad dad um, yeah all the all the prep, other preps used to call him Dad as well. <laughs> just just didn't quite uh, it didn't d- d- know the difference of a principal and a, a, and my Dad. So didn't he become Mister Dad yeah. later, like grade four or five. Yeah, and know, but that was that was a really close bond, and we got to yep. we got to do a lot of things, and you know, he pretty much you know spent you know those great years with my, my brother and I. Yeah, and
0: that's then cool.
1: and then. Um, Felt like he'd done his job, and he moved on to Muldraugh West. At, you know where he finished up in the end. Yeah, um, okay. Mm.
0: Good school now. It's my, both of my kids went there I was on school yeah, council. He's a bit, he's
1: a bit like um, Clarkson as well. His disciples, and he's, you know, his juniors are all now, all now principals. Yeah. So you know, awesome. Anne Robinson and people yeah. like that that just are great all lady. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bla- um, Anne and Fran Blackie. So yeah. they're yeah. all like, yeah, just um, great people that um, went on to become.
0: Yep. principals as well, so. So he's the clerk over the education system in Mildurba. Well, I would it? like to think so, no, yeah. Oh, fair, mate. Yeah. Well, I'd take we'll, that. We'll call it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I sort of had the back end of my question was what was your favourite part of school? Kind of sounds like you answered that in a way, but um, having your dad there must have been a, yeah, a cool it,
1: thing. Yeah, and you, can, you I suppose you kind of take it for granted, but when you look back on it, it's yep. um, a pretty special time in your life um, to, you know, you... you you get in a car and you go to the same spot. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. Yeah, um, and spend the day with with your dad and then learning and that, and then you get in a car and you drive home and and then that's, dad's that, that. and you do it all over again the next day. So that yeah. was a, a really good, really you know fun part of of life. And still yeah. got as I said f- you know friends from the south. And I think we probably you know probably did pretty well, um, Orangeville South, with the kids that we were. The you know the Kellys went through that. Oh, time yeah. Kellys. Yeah. Um, Uh, Ali Cupper, our local MP, she was in my my year. uh, My brother obviously went on to be Deputy, um, uh, well, he was Mayor, uh, Acting Mayor of Melbourne. Tom Cameron, another really close friend of mine, Uh was um, Chief of Staff to people like Kevin Rudd and things like that, so... Yeah, not well, a bad like not, not, there's something in the water out of iron plus
0: not only is your dad was your dad creating great <laughs> educators he was creating politi- many politicians <laughs> that's right but he didn't know but that's like right. you think about that though like it's yeah, yeah. Hey, is your dad political like is he politically
1: yeah he is yeah I mean, that, 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 that was always you know i think you know talk of being part of something bigger yeah. um was always around the around the dinner table. Yeah, you know, and and the environment was probably at the the forefront of that at, at all times. You know, you don't yeah. have a good healthy river system, or mm. you know, you you don't have a future. So that yeah. was always that was always at the dinner table chat.
0: Yep. Yeah, I can't even remember what ours was. No idea. Was too long ago. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was. Eat your veggies. That's right. That was right. actually, it was that.
1: Oh, that's my potato cake.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> Do you want that dimmy? Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I'll trade you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a tough one, dimmy potato. Nah,
1: dimmy all day. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. Day. Surely. What, surely. Are we, what are we, steamed or fried?
0: Oh, look, I'm a fan of both. <laughs> fried, I think. I prefer one of each. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I actually one day. I, th- bad. I,
1: I think I think it's also it's also the time of day or the mood you're in. Yeah. because I'm very much the same. I'm oh, yeah. fried or steamed. It just depends on
0: the the steamed can go wrong more than the fried. I reckon if yeah. the steamed isn't really well cooked or fresh. Yeah, or fresh, it yeah. can turn to rubber. You get them out of. Somebody's steamer that's been there three days. That's right. At least a deep fried They can cook that 12 times. It doesn't matter. No, that's right. It can be nearly I hard as a rock. I actually prefer it. Same. <laughs> if you can get just them at the n- end of the day out of the <laughs> Bay Marie, yeah. well, nuke the hell out of that, yeah. put it in the fryer well, for
1: way too long, and then yeah. give it to me and overcharge me. because We don't know what it is. We
0: don't know if it can be killed at <laughs> all. That's not. right. So just, yeah, deep just, fry that yeah, thing.
1: Hit it with a hammer. <laughs>
0: yeah. What time, So what, high school? Were you at Red Cross High? Yep. Red yep. high? So
1: yeah. Ready High, yeah. And that was, uh, that was probably a bit of a tough time going. From Arnpura South because little school, but we 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 split. You know, oh. some, some went to Arnpura Arnpura Tech, yep. and the rest of us went to um, Reckless High. So, so you we're, weren't the crew anymore. No, really. but um, but you know, made new friends and things like that. Like Travy yep. and the boys were, you know, they weren't from Arnpura South, but mm-hmm. um, and I probably had a, a, a bit of a weird transition from that too because we went to Alaska. Straight after my grade six. Oh, uh, sorry, Montana straight after grade six. So yeah. I actually went into halfway through year seven because they're years it's Yeah, yeah. Halfway, so I le- yeah. leaped six months, didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> yeah. And then and then did half of year eight, then came back and started year eight again. So I wow. was,
0: you know. You've had a couple of goes at year seven and. Yeah. Eight
1: there. And then um, and, and, and didn't know everyone at. Oh, and obviously, people had made friends in that time that I was away, yeah. a, a whole year. So it took a while to find my feet, but I, I had it blasted, Reckless. Yeah. Yeah. yeah good A lot times. of good dudes out there, like you said, yeah.
0: Trevor and those dudes. And, so was Ant? Was he? he yeah. Been Ant, was, Ant, sure. well,
1: Ant and Juzzy were a year below us. Yeah. But, but this is the thing our, our, we were pretty close with the year below, which yeah. was Ant and, and um, Juzzy and those. Ones. Yeah. But we, we literally, <laughs> all we did, I think, uh, you know, I've tried and work out what we, you know, what we did. For five years, yeah, and every recess and lunch we played basketball. Yeah, like whether it was two degrees or it was forty-seven degrees, you know, the girls didn't really like us. At the next um, class after lunch, at forty-seven <laughs> degrees, because <laughs> nah. we absolutely sweated out and stinking like a polecat. Yeah, that's exactly right. But what is a polecat?
0: Any <laughs> idea? I've said that forever. That's a Jake thing. Oh, stinking like a polecat.
1: Oh, I there's a few a sayings out there. There you go, I'm where, where, find did, out. where did that come from? And, you know, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I'm actually really. It's like, yeah, like a rat right up an aqueduct, like that one. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway,
1: but those, yeah, those are great times. But that's exactly all we did. And then, yep. you know, we played sport every day. And then, yep. And then after, um, after school, then we walked across and went to footy training. Yeah, because <laughs> it know. was
0: right there, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, so yeah. That was um. Who yeah. was your favourite teacher there? You got one? Like, is there a standout?
1: No, no, not really. No. Nah. Um, they're all pretty good, you know. Like, yep. obviously, um, the the phys ed t- Mr. Don, um, Mr. Della, and Mr. Rayner were were three teachers out there that were really good mates as well, and yep. but, and they really related to our, our, our age bracket, and we mm. we we hung out with them as mates a lot. Yeah, okay. You know, it was is interesting dynamic, like when we went on school camps and things like that it was it was just like having older friends and it was yeah. that was that was a really nice thing to go through and they could buy you beers and stuff or- yeah nah. yeah that's <laughs> right yeah um and then and then well, uh, unfortunately my subjects clashed um mm. in year 12 um so i had to leave, leave so i had to go to senior college for the a year oh. the most important year going and oh. ch- changing schools was a huge wow. thing i bet. I said to Trav, I said, Trav I can't do this by myself, you wanna come? And he went, Yeah, alright. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sounds like Trav. So so we,
1: we went to senior right. college for the last year. And was
0: it senior back then?
1: Yeah, it was just eleven yeah, and twelve. Uh,
0: right, okay. Yeah. So that mustn't have must have changed over not long after I left, then maybe. What year did you do year twelve? Ninety seven. Oh yeah. Oh shit, okay. Well, I did it in ninety, so just gave me age away there, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> We know 50. fifty. Mean, yeah, I've been for a little while well, now. Well, I was there. That's right. Yeah. Still got a headache. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've got a vague recollection of a convo we had one night um, where we spoke about your university time and that you studied landscape architecture. Is that right? Um, am I am I on the run money there, or was it? You Monday are. At, yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, what what happened was I, I think this is a real interesting thing as well with education and and growing up and where you're at um, when yeah. you're when you're 18 and you've got to make a lifelong decision like it's, yeah. it's I think it's a crazy concept. It's nuts. Um, isn't it? I, I think you know I'm, I'm very much for the gap year um, for, yeah. for people to go out into the world straight after year 12 and mm. kind of find what they what they love or yeah. or what they thought they love they don't love. Um, yeah, so I think you've got to have a bit of a Life experience before you to make those huge decisions, but I, well, I loved the architecture and I and I love you know the landscape stuff. So I did, mm. I did landscape architecture at uni in MIT. Um, yeah, in town there
0: in the city. Council. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. crazy building, the yeah. building eight. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was good because I probably went to more classes than I thought I would, but uh, yeah. there was um, there was uh, what was the fashion was the. Ah. Fashion, fashion design was one, right. one floor up, so, yeah. you know. Interesting the, building. Yeah, so the, uh, you know, the elevators was always a, <laughs> a good ride up. Yeah. But, um, <coughs> but, yeah, and d- worked at some, uh, some big firms, track consultants and those mm. that designed, you know, the promenades and, you know, the parklands in, in Melbourne. Yep. But I kind of – it was – I was working in bars like everyone does um, to, mm. to, for a bit of extra pocket money. And I yep. really got to the point um, towards the end I was really torn of what to do, mm. you know, which way – and I you know, loved the, the bar scene and, and, and worked yep. in it heavily and also loved landscape architecture. But that's when, you know, um, Dom's came up mm. um, through talking to Pete and Wally Kedmedic over yep. a few years and mm. they said they'd had enough and I said, well,
0: let's go.
1: Let's go. And the rest is history. Imagine
0: if you had a, bought a beer garden. It would have been a landscape and beers. Well, this is the
1: thing. People go, like, you know, do you really need to renovate again? And it's kind of – that's because that's what I love. I like to yeah. see a start and a finish. Yeah. You know, I could, I don't think I could ever do, you know, accounting where it's the same every day. I'd go oh, crazy. Stick pins and, in the eyes. And, yeah, and I think that's the good thing about the mayor's role. Like, yeah. It, it's literally every – like, it, there's no way to get bored of it because you just are doing different things yeah. every day and, and talking to different groups. And mm. I think that's a, you know, that's a bit of the design element for me as well is there's a start and a finish, and yeah. you, and then you get to start again. Th- so. That is
0: um, what you're right. It's kind of – you start whenever you were last Thursday, I think, yeah. and you run through it all a year and then see what happens after that. Yeah. Um, so and so how many years did you do at uni? Uh, five instead of four. Right. Yeah,
1: there was some good times in there.
0: <laughs> just just yeah. peppered throughout. Oh, well, well, you know, like you said, though, you're 18 years of age, you've grown up in a small country town, you go to Melbourne. You're and, living on campus. Yeah, li- leave generally, leave your mates behind. I, yeah, did, I yeah. lived out in Burwood, man. Yeah. There wasn't even a pub within, I don't know, 20 minutes maybe. Mm. Um, where, where I live. But, yeah, so you're thrown into that. And it's bloody hard for country kids to go. Mm. And if your mates don't go or your girlfriend doesn't go, or whatever happens and you've got no family and it's tough.
1: And that's another thing that splits you up again. You know, yep. some go to Adelaide, some go to Sydney, some go yep. to Melbourne, some stay. Yeah. And yeah. and your, your group of ten drop down to three maybe, yeah. you know. and yeah. Or... or you know, you, you're not even going with your best mates. So yeah. um, that was a learning – like, I loved every minute of it. And, and mm. the first two years was really important that I was on campus. You know, it was yeah. the ability to kind of be looked after and mm. um, find your feet and, and find new friends and things like that. So. Yeah. Yeah, good time in my life, but I'm 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 loving being back in Mildura. Yeah, I just it, though I used to go to Melbourne or when I first came back. I was going pretty much every weekend yeah. to catch up with friends, and those those visits get a little bit further apart yeah, and a little yeah. bit further apart. And now I go there and I go, and I turn into an old man. And I bugger this traffic. I'm not bloody going over there. And I, do this yeah. and I think, geez, listen to yourself. I oh, know
0: <laughs> you used I was, to love this. I, it's it's crazy, isn't it? We I, I think probably the two year, you know of the. I try to always get through one of these without mentioning COVID, but I did it again. Um, Oz and I went down there a while ago to watch The Shack, the Shaquille O'Neal show, you know, booked in for two nights accommodation, went and did our sneaker shopping in the daytime, went to the show. Um, Next morning we're walking around and I looked at him and he looked at me and I said, do you want to bail? And he goes, yeah, fuck, let's get out of here. So we (laughs) ditched the nights of comm, burnt the cash, just got in the car and bailed home. Yeah. But man, 24 hours, not even. Mm. Twenty hours and I've done and
1: the, it. and the funny thing is too, um, which is fantastic down there. Mum and Dad have got an apartment.
0: Yeah,
1: and so sometimes I leave Mordura, you know, f- f- for a, for a weekend or a night. Yeah. and just get down, and literally in the busiest place you could ever be a part of. Yeah, I turn the phone off and and just so good s- to spend some time. Yeah, you know, well, by you became, myself, you so. become
0: one of. Four and a half million, don't you, Yeah, so. that's right. you becoming
1: um, insignificant. So.
0: The majority of people don't know you're the mayor. Do no. You've you got one of those badges. No,
1: know, I, I do have a badge, but I I, <laughs> I get reminded, where is your badge? And I'm like, shit, I've, I've forgotten it again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, mate, before we spoke about Az, uh, Aaron, your uh, your brother, um, I watched him on the TV show Filthy Rich and Homeless. Uh, it was awesome. I absolutely loved the series. Um I thought the vulnerability that he showed on that, as it as the each series each episode—that's the word I'm looking for—happened. Um, do you think? Could you survive if if somebody just took everything? And I'm not talking TV show. I'm talking everything gone in an instant, which is what happens to people yeah. in the real world. Yeah. How'd you go?
1: No, terrible. I think yeah. I think you know as showed that as well. I think it, that I think that show shows how quickly things can change and and that's a real scary thing mm. um and 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 many of those people you hear those stories that they were quite successful or they mm. had a family or whatever and and a couple of things went wrong in their life yep. that sent them down this terrible path mm. um which is really horrendous and we can we're, we're pretty good at pushing things to the side or yeah. or putting the blinkers up um which is distressing but i think as his profile, as well as you know, knowing heaps of people, I think mm. you know there were many people that had never seen the show before, yeah. but watched those episodes. Mm. And if you can shine a little bit of light on you know that kind of um, that subject and you know the, the terrible part of our, you know our lifestyle and, and society, I think that's an absolute bonus. But. Mm. Yeah, it was it was really hard for me to watch because that was my brother. Oh,
0: I couldn't. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, I didn't. Know, I don't really know as that well yeah. at all. But I, I was like well, connected to him and feeling when he went really. Yeah. Uh, when he was staying in the car with oh, mate, I forget his name. And hey, right you know now. what?
1: I'll t- tell you a story about him. Mm. He he f- found a house. Yeah. He's, he he rings my brother all the time wow, just to catch awesome. up. Yeah. And he's doing really well. That's so, so good. So, you know, that's a lot that was a the fantastic end to that story. But yeah. um it just shows how quickly But that's the same thing that um that happened with COVID for me. Mm. Like, you know, I still had a house and everything, but yeah. the feelings that I went through, like my businesses that I'd built up for, you know, my whole entire life, yeah, just Got ripped away from Gone. me, and yeah. and I don't deal well with. And probably you know and that's probably why I was mayor, I don't deal well with not being able to have input, yeah. or ha- choose my own path. Mm. And it's a very interesting feeling where your where your mind goes
0: mm.
1: when those when it's not your choice.
0: And you're powerless. aren't yeah. you? you're literally. There's nothing you can do to change at that time. Dan Andrews's mind, or whoever the government, or yeah, however that went down, like. Yeah, and, uh, like, you know, I, I think there'd be so many people in that same situation, mate, that probably haven't recovered um, oh. at all. Um, it,
1: it actually still makes me emotional talking about it because mm. it still is very raw. Mm. But I think some people didn't get through it. No. And, you know, like, I, and I was on the brink, you know, I it, there was some light at the end of the tunnel right at the last thing I, where I needed it the most, which, yeah. which, it, which it happened. Mm. Mm. But, jeez, it was... You know, it couldn't have gone on another month. Nah, nah.
0: It, yeah. And I think you know, the general punter like me. You know, I was, you know, fortunate. I was still getting paid. I was sitting home, doing the work from home. But really, you know, I don't know. I painted my house. Mm. <laughs> things, weird things like that that you do. But but
1: man. there's also people you know in the industry, still um, paying insurance yeah. to, with money that I don't have. Still yeah. paying, you know, rent with money that I don't have. Yeah. Still trying to support, you know, your 40 or 50 staff that you got that all, always mm. relied on you for the answer that you cannot give them. Yeah. You know, this, this cauldron of pressure was just yeah. immense. And then the other thing too is, and I, this is why I've got time to, to, you know, put my hand up as mayor, is, that, you know, mm. I don't have kids and I don't have a wife. Mm. But, and, that, and that really compounded the issue as well in sitting in your own backyard with your own thoughts, yeah, with no one to talk to. Obviously, you know, mum and dad and family, mm. huge support base, and all that, stuff, but they're not there all the time, yeah. So, you, your mind goes to weird some weird places, that's for yeah. sure.
0: And I, the, I think, the, as I, was, I lost my train of thought, started talking about painting my house, but um, comedy and, in drama, you know, fits, but I, I wouldn't have really known that that you were things were. You know, tough. Like, yeah, you, you don't know when you don't know. You know what I yeah,
1: mean? Yeah, and the other thing, but the other thing is too. That's probably my point of view as well. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't, didn't want to burden anyone, even though I was mm. in, a, in a in a seriously dark hole there for mm. a while, mm. um, because when things started to come back online, there were some people going about their day. You know, they went to work and all yep. that sort of stuff. But my industry was still closed down, and mm. and was you know the first to be closed and the last to open. Yeah. Um, and it was just that constant, you know the carrot being out there, but it just felt like it was getting further and further away. Yeah. And and we were going to a place that probably we couldn't return from.
0: Mm.
1: And that, um, yeah, it's just, uh, and, and the problem is as well, like I'm not shy away from it, we drank far too much in that time, yeah. you know. And that's, that's not good for your thoughts either. No, so, it but, isn't. But it's you, know, it's, you know, I mean, a lot of us turn to it, I guess. Oh, um, mate,
0: it, I can attest to that as well. And I think, you know, that, um, that you sort of raised a really key point there about, you know, you were in a in a dark place and you didn't want to burden anyone. But the reality is everyone on the outside would have jumped at the, you know. Oh, that's to, exactly right. But when you're in that position and you think, you know, and it sums up mental illness, really, I'm not an expert, but. As much as we're open about things, it's still hard to really bring that out, isn't it? And go, I'm really struggling. This is what I think every day. I'm thinking about this or this or this. these outcomes. And- well,
1: well, I think I think the thing is as well with that situation is the longer it goes on, the further disconnect yep. happens. Mm. So you might have felt that you could reach out at the start, Yeah. but you leave it a few days, you leave it a week, mm. and you go that thought doesn't even enter your mind anymore yeah. or actually makes you terrified of reaching out. And I think, you know, that's, you know, the, the filthy rich and homeless thing for us, mm. you know, it's shone a light on that. But uh, having that situation happen to me in COVID um, really shone a light on why I want to help out. And that that, yeah. that made, you know, I could have gone one way down mm. the rabbit hole mm. or it was like, you know what, bugger this, I'm going to, I'm going to dust myself off yep. and and try and do something, do out. something about it, and that's why I've thrown myself into into council because of, yep. I, there is things that I can change, mm. um, and and I am enjoying it.
0: Yeah, we well, have got the opportunity, as you said, to make um, or help make really significant decisions.
1: Yeah, and um, I, and I think but it's also not about the significant ones, it's about the small ones as well. I think, you know, we we often, you know, project off into 20 years and we go we're got mm. to do this and we'll do that and we don't really soak up the moment mm. or we don't make small changes in the moment that can help out someone immensely. Mm. Uh, I think we're very good at as a society about putting barriers up
0: when we should be tearing them down. Mm. Agree. I think um, and the you know the covid time frame hopefully is getting a lot of people to think about things a little differently. I know that, you know, with the job I do, I'm on Zoom or Teams meetings all the time, as most people are now, and, you know, there'll be 25 people on a, on a meeting and they're in Melbourne and all over, and 80% of them are not in the office. No. They're working from home. As soon as you see the blurry background or the background of a weird cityscape or something, you go, that's actually, they're not... Well, I think,
1: I think we've certainly got to never forget what people went through and and Mm. what it did, as I said, sent some people to some dark places. It ruined some people's businesses, you know, um, and not to mention, you know, it was a health issue as well. But I think we've got to make sure that we don't forget all that sort of stuff. Mm. And the the best thing that that happened, and you're talking about, you know, tearing barriers down, Mm. is we made the world stand still for months on end, Mm. like literally... Everyone stay home in the whole world. It's like, crazy, isn't it? And then, and that's the other thing though that pisses me off is, mm. you know, you talk about the environment and they go, "You can't do that." Well, you you literally stopped every industry, stopped everyone from going to work yep. in an instant. Said, mm. "Don't do that." So yeah. when you say about deforestation or you know um, rising sea levels or uh, you know um, pumping
0: shit into the atmosphere, yeah, you know, like, like you, you, see know, those you know factories
1: changing to renewables and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. You, you can do it, and you can do it in an instance. It just takes people to have the guts to stand up and go, right, I've had enough.
0: Agree, agree. What are we going to do? Let's do something. I'm ready to tear well,
1: something well, down, you right? know, renewables is a contentious effort uh, issue. I don't know yeah. why, but it's yeah. an absolutely booming industry. Like yeah. Talk about, you know, you know, uh, costing jobs. They're talking about this, um, you know, the, the interconnector that's you know, going to connect Australia with the high powered um, power lines that mm. you know to open up for renewables and like mm. six hundred and seventy thousand jobs. What, what, <laughs> what? Coal industry creates six hundred and seventy thousand
0: jobs. No, no, I don't think any. You know, like no. this
1: is a this is a time to. You know, really flip things on its head mm. and move in a different direction. I and mean, people should be embracing it, yeah. regardless if they believe in it or they don't. If it, if it costs you less in your hip pocket, you know, because you were talking about it before, you got solar on your mm. roof and mm. the things like that, I think, you know, yeah. it can't get any worse. No. Nah. Embrace it.
0: I saw um, on the news that I think it was the first um, installed uh, for, for personal use um, like car charger. It was in Port Melbourne or somewhere like that. So this couple. Know, look like probably, you know, they've had a good life, they've enjoyed things. So they put their own car charger out the front of the house yeah. in Melbourne. First one ever. Yeah. Cost I don't know what it cost six grand or something. Yeah. And right. it runs off the house, they got solar. Now they had to get permission from I think it was Port Melbourne Council or one of those to run a little car. Oh, because they didn't the have a carport. Up. Yeah, well they parked at the front. So yeah. they park on the street. Yeah. So it's like a parking meter effectively at the front. Yeah. I don't know if anyone can hook up, I guess not. Now,
1: my, my brother, uh, he's um, he used to have an electric car when he was in Melbourne. He used to plug it in the garage. Yeah. And, you know, some of the new ones too, which, you know, is, is funny that they actually, if they're fully charged and you have a blackout, you can
0: reverse the charge and, and turn in. your lights on in your house. Jeez, that's cool. Yeah. I know. I, um, I rode the electric Harley in, in Townsville and, you was the craziest thing I think I've ever done. As in my long life.
1: as you've got your headphones in that's got a motor sound
0: in it. Yeah, because it was. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, <laughs> I've got about 20 questions here that I've rolled into one. But um, life as a pub and nightclub owner uh, is a two parter. Uh, is it all it's cracked up to be? And discounting our conversation about the. The, the COVID bit, but, um, look, I'm thinking nightclub owner, Miami Vice, Don Johnson, cool suits, Ferraris, big boats. Yeah. Is that it? Is no, that life? It's,
1: it's certainly not that. <laughs> I, I mean, I've, I, I've enjoyed every minute of it and, um, you know, there's been ups and downs and it's, it, it's bloody hard work. You know, people, oh pe- people don't stay in hospitality for long periods of time because no. it is, it is burnout. It is a burnout um, industry. You know, you you work your absolute butt off to yep. um, to try and get ahead, and, and it's often you know that when someone calls in sick, you're the person that takes the job. Mm. Um, when someone won't clean the toilets, you're the one to clean the toilets. Yep. But I think it I think it um, working for a really good um, uh, boss in Melbourne mm. really taught me the the work ethic that it takes. Mm. And and there's still no better feeling when you you, you pull something off like the Hilltop Woods at, yeah. you know the sets and the, yep. the room fills up and everyone just goes how good was that yeah. and and to be able to create that or bring that awesome is it, it's um it, it's one of those uh, you know the dangling the carrot out in front because yeah. every now and again you catch up to the carrot and you bite it and it's pretty pretty good <laughs> um, but then there's long stints in between and it's long hard right. work and you know I think. It's probably, you know, I'll, I'll be really sad to walk out the door of the nightclub for the
0: very last time, but mm. I think it's it's getting close to that. You reckon? Yeah, yeah. Maybe uh – Well, it's not about age, but maybe a younger person may have
1: a different point of view. When I talk about walking out of there at nine pm, yeah,
0: (laughs) (laughs) not at six am or whatever (laughs) the hell. That's right. right.
1: (laughs) Actually, walking Um, out
0: before it opens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I spent ten years in that industry, not as an owner, just as I thought I was going to be an owner. Oh, Um, it's a
1: great social aspect, you know, like so good. And and there's a the people that work in hospitality are certainly a different breed, but they turn into family.
0: And. I had a convo with, with a mate a fair few years back. We are talking about his working career, um, and he said, oh, you know, I've got no skills. You know, I've, I've spent 15 years in hospitality. I'm like, are you fucking serious? you got conflict resolution. You've got accountancy. You're a social worker. Yeah, social work, <laughs> yeah. Um, security. <laughs> like That's right. It, and it All teaches walks of you life. Yeah. yeah. It, it teaches you that you've got to be adaptable, and that's what I learned. It, it, it taught me that... You've got to be that – Jake calls me the chameleon, you know. Oh, you just blend into whatever's going on. Well, you, you have to in that.
1: Well, and you don't realise what you're absorbing at the time, I don't think, no. either, because you're constantly talking to people, and from all walks of life, yeah. Yeah. You, you take – you know, we're talking about, you know, the politics and things. Yeah. You, you take bits and pieces from yeah. everyone, even though you don't sometimes realise you're doing it, yeah. and then you regurgitate something that someone said, and you go – shit, I did? Oh,
0: Where the hell did that yeah. come from? <laughs> oh, that was, that-, that was
1: Bob in 1995 <laughs> yeah. and he was at the bar at the end, you know. like it's. I think that's a beautiful thing.
0: Yeah, no, I I'm, I'm, would encourage my kids to get into that that industry just for a little while, just mm. to learn that yeah. um, it, it can be fun. It's not for – I don't know how people do it. For, well, maybe they don't do it for an entire life, I'm not sure. But um, when I was in Cairns, I, I was the first person to ever – shut the Barrier Reef Hotel because there's a cyclone coming the next day and they wanted to bash me after it happened. <laughs> this pub hasn't been shut in 138 years and you're fucking closing the doors, you fucking idiot. I'm like, mate, there's a cyclone coming? Yeah. Uh, I ain't coming to work, sorry.
1: Wow, I've seen plenty of cyclones. Yeah. I've never seen this pub close. That I don't have any more, yeah, bloody hell. So That's I right. bit it off.
0: The palm tree hit me. Oh, yeah. I was standing at this very bar. <laughs> yeah, and the roof caved in. <laughs> Freaking hell. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, so, uh, yeah, that was – I loved it. I loved the hospitality.
1: And I, I think it's a bit like um, I always say if you move town, make sure you d- join a sporting club or a footy team yeah. because you're instantly in the in the social pipeline yeah. and you've got 40 new mates and things exactly. like that. You can but have- I think it's the same for um, hospitality. If you don't know anyone and all that sort of stuff, go to the local bar and, and put, yeah. your, put your resume in because it's – sure. um, it, It'll uh, get you into the community very quickly.
0: Well, as you said, you've got instantly, you've got mates. I reckon I still dream about things, about doing those kinds of things, mm. walking to new places. And I reckon very, very recently, maybe this week I had that dream. Actually, I did. Mm. It's coming back. Anyway, it's not that, it's not that interesting. Yeah. We'll move on. Hey, I've known you for a fair few years, not sure how many exactly, but it's one of those. That's a great part about friendship. It doesn't yeah. even matter. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you're known as someone that loves a laugh and a beer and a good time uh, and, and all of those things, much like myself and a lot of the guys that we associate with. Um, what does the deep thinking Liam would think about when he's, maybe you're sitting by yourself in the hammock? Yeah. Um, yeah. Not that hammock, a different hammock?
1: Yeah, I I, I think it's a bit like what we, we spoke about before. It's about, you know, um, as a society we probably – Put up barriers consistently, and f- mm. sometimes for seemingly no reason at all. Yeah, and I think, um, I, I I think knocking those barriers down, or not even putting them up to start off with, mm. it, you you're hindering a lot of people from doing a lot of great things. You know, there's mm. there's some, you know, I, I probably watch you know things like Shark Tank and you know the startup companies and all that because yeah. I love it because someone is getting a chance that they never would have in in, mm. in previously. And I think that's really important for any government to do as well, is to not hinder any person of the community to be allowed to have access to do something. Yep. Or, or you know, send them on a path where they can excel. So, mm. you know, even dealing with the Hands Up Mallee and all that sort of stuff, where, you know, talking to the youth, I was just astounded. We we had a um, little seminar a few weeks ago, and mm. and transport was the number one problem, you know, because yep. they didn't have two dollars to get on the bus from you know Redcliffe to Mildura yep. to, to go to the sporting precinct or anything. That it, it's just it's just it's it's a barrier that shouldn't be there. No, it shouldn't and it's so, be. so easily fixed. Yeah, you know, the same thing was you know uh, you know the people talk about antisocial behaviour and mm. um, the mall. Because of the basketball ring, yeah, and then talking to the kids at Hands Up Mallee, the youth said, "We don't want to be there either." <laughs> <Yeah>. Like just <laughs> just they? getting two sides of the story, and yeah, it was like, sure. "This is the only free basketball ring we've got in Mudura yeah. that we can have access to." Mm-hmm. That's a quick fix, yeah. Let's, and that, and I would have never known that without having a conversation with both sides.
0: Yeah, the. Uh, Exactly, and it's asking that question, isn't it? Don't just go, oh, those little shits are spray-painting the windows up. Yeah, they're doing that, but they're bored shitless. There's nothing else to do. And if they're from a family whereby mum and dad aren't in a position financially to run them around like I do with my kids, um, the poor buggers are like... What are they going to do?
1: Yeah, and there were some instances, you know, the bus leaves at seven thirty, and then the mm. next bus leaves at ten thirty. Yeah, you know, like three hours apart. Like, the, <coughs> well, I'm supposed to be at school at nine. I don't want to go an hour and a half before I have to go to school. No, exactly. Or an hour and a half after, and then say, "Excuse me, ma'am, I'm I'm late."
0: I'm late because I was either yeah. going to be here it's, at seven, or it just doesn't need to happen. Nah, I agree, mate. I don't know. That's a, it's a really good. Um, not a problem. Not, it's not a good problem to have. It's a it's a great problem to try and work out and, and figure, figure. And
1: and I think and, that these things, these don't these things, you know, some of the you know the the biggest barriers to break down. They they don't need considerable money. They don't no. need huge thought process. They just need someone to listen and change mm,
0: it. Mm. Yep. I reckon there's a little bit of land um, down there near the tennis courts, which we've spoken about this. Before, but yep. you, the issue we have with that, yeah, yeah, because there's so many trees, you probably can't cut them down. I guess.
1: Well, I'm thinking. I, I've definitely put it to council for for some half court basketball courts. Mm. Um, the also Mansell Reserve master plans coming up, and I've okay. also said that there should be half court basketball courts there. Mm. But I think really in in this. Um, in the youthscape, um, the, the the young people of our community, there really needs to be an an action plan to say, righto. This is where we're going to be in two thousand and thirty. This mm. is this is the infrastructure we're going to build. These are the these are the you know after school organisations that we're going to have. Mm. And mm. let's tick them off as we go. Let's yep. let's build two in the first year. Let's build two in the next year. Yeah, and, and really start ticking those things off. Another one is, you know, they don't have access to pools because they can't afford to go into the pool. Well, yeah. you know, that's uh, how, how much how much money are we making out of this thing? You know, you know, a yeah. hundred kids at two bucks over right. over a thing. You know, that's an easy fix. It might be five and, grand or something. And, and, and I'll, I've, I've actually spoken to a line leisure about it and they're, they're like, well, that was never brought to our attention but we'll happily jump on board and right. we'll sort that out.
0: Maybe that's a liaison between, I, I guess because it's a privatised company and then council don't own it now and it's kind of a whole... But
1: it's once again, we go go right back to our initial conversation. If you don't ask, you won't get
0: Mate, it. totally. Um, as we've talked about, you are the current mayor of Mildura. Do you have to remind yourself of that? Do you wake up some of that mornings and go, "What am I going to do?" Oh, fuck, that's right. I'm going to yeah, put
1: the robe on. It's more, it's more of a, um, a stop and pinch yourself moments when I go down, you know, the riverfront or whatever. And I go, "Jeez, mm. how good does this look?" And then I go, oh, "And I'm the mayor." Yeah, and <laughs> it's it, it, like it's a, it's a gr- it's an awesome feeling, and it and it hasn't waned for the whole year, and I, I hope it never does yeah. um, while I'm in the spot because it's a really good thing to bring you back to why you're doing it. You know, and I think yeah. when when you kinda of pinch yourself each time and go, oh, you know, I'm the mayor of a great place, yeah. which I grew up in and now representing, I think that's really important. You gotta go keep going back mm. to, to that to that well and making sure that you, yeah. you revisit those things. But I think there's so many things happening in Moldruit it's it's consistently reminds me all the time, which is mm. which is fantastic. You know, that you know, just talking about the last couple of weeks, AFLW unbelievable. We've got so good. we've got you know Richmond playing GWS on our home turf with some of our, our own homegrown heroes like Courtney Wakefield. And How things good like was it?
0: I was up that end when she kicked the goal, and then all the Wentworth netball girls were right there, and they went nuts. It was well so talking good. to her
1: after the game. She said yeah. about two hours before the game, she started crying, and she just. Yeah, she, the emotion got to her, and she said she couldn't like stop. Yeah, so she cried all the way up until the ball was bounced. Really? She just uh, just the emotion of yeah about being home and, and being at and, the at the top of your game, but yeah. playing in your hometown
0: in a sport that has been obviously dominated by males. That the female the the women's AFL, AFLW is yeah. it was awesome. It yeah. was I um it was shitty weather. I was sitting on the couch there. I was going to go, then it was raining, and, and sitting on the couch started watching it, and I went. Nah, fuck this. I'm going. Yeah. Was, let's go. Jump in the car. Yeah, lucky I had a four wheel drive and got through a couple of swamps, mm. and but it was bloody awesome. It yeah, was so and I think good.
1: I think so that's good. Um, one good thing about Mildrew, what's happening to Mildura community as well. Yeah, there's there's plenty of buy-in now. Mm. There, there's plenty of people getting defensive about bad comments, which yeah. is great. The yeah. pile on the other way. Yeah, but it's also you know weather's not great. I'm going out there to support it anyway. because if we don't, we won't get it back. Totally. Same, same with Kingsland. Yeah, you know I'm sure there was people that bought tickets to both both um, scenarios um, and didn't turn up, but they supported in putting their money where their mouth is. Yeah. So that's really important to keep those things going and the momentum and and I'm just I'm just happy to be able to be the mayor and watch that evolve and and, and feel like I'm part of an environment where it's okay to um, live in Mildura and put your hand up and say I love this place because yep. when I was growing up, if you probably said that, you would have got your head chopped off.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just was just scrolling through my questions and I got another th- seven pages of qu- no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I found another whole page here. Um, I will. There are. We'll catch up again. I reckon in six months' time, and I want to. I want to see what the next big thing that's coming to Mildura because I know that the work you've put in and and the and the the work yourself and the councils and the actual council and, like, Sarah Ray in the... in The, uh, um, the events
1: team events and Events yeah.
0: and people like that are just doing awesome things. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, I, I try to squeeze in every one of these podcasts, my connection to the town, how my great-great-grandfather, double-great, was the first doctor here. Yeah. Uh, way back, old Abe I get it in every time, so I just <laughs> drop that in there. so. Um, we well, would be
1: happy, I'm sure.
0: Mate, would. Um, final question... If you had the magic wand and you could make one single change in the world right now, wave the wand, what are you going to do with it? And it can't be Essendon win a grand final because <laughs> nobody wants to see that. Well,
1: then, well that's cut the podcast early. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, as I
1: said, I keep going back to it. It's, but it's just a barrier situation, you know. Like people people deserve to have the have the right to to um, do any, anything that they put their mind to, so that. That and that's a simple fix, and I don't think that's a wave. That one moment. Yeah. I think it's um. I think it's a very doable thing. Yeah. So yep. I think if we keep if we keep doing that, you know, the cream rises to the top. Mm. Um, but but let the cream rise to the top. Give it the give it the environment where it can do that.
0: Yeah. No, I agree, mate. Agree. Um. All right, we'll pack it up there. We could go on forever. It's we probably- could. It's probably time for a light refreshment of some sort that's I guess. right
1: uh, just just maybe put the microphones away because I, I think the, so. the silliness could flow
0: <laughs> <laughs> mate um i want to finish off by saying um as, as a friend of yours i'm really proud of what you are doing in in your current position the fact you got a second term is is amazing um I think, you know, obviously, I'm great mates with Jake who had a a chance at doing the same role. Um, He was probably locked down for about 11 of his 12 months, but (laughs) that's circumstances, but you know, he's still working hard behind the scenes too, and I think, just to put it out there, that the entire group of councillors, you know, uh, there's so much kind of rubbish gets spoken, and I don't want to get into negativity here, but the work, I I looked up the timetable of what you guys do and where you are, it's on council website, and it's not It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. You never it's, stop. No, nah, no. Nah, it's it doesn't. And
1: when you think you've got a break, you, you, you go to sit down at your computer and do a few things, and yeah. someone rings and says, "Can you be here?" Or, um, and I, I, that's probably one of the things I don't like about my my job is, mm. um, sometimes I'm double booked. Oh, I want to get to everything. Yeah. And Sometimes I'm double booked, um, and you've got to say no to someone, mm. which you know, I try and make amends the next time. But yeah, um, the, the the calendar is just ridiculously jam-packed but while i've got the energy i absolutely love it i think we've got a really good team i think there's been some really good conversation between now with community council and councillors that there's Mm. there's a real base there to get some really good stuff done so i'm 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 looking forward to it
0: uh excellent mate um exciting times ahead for the great tandem will i love it i'm not sure i'll ever move um who knows no, um, I'm pretty much the same, I think. Can we have a wave pool? Not a wave pool, uh, like oh yeah, an actual full surf park. That's what I'd love here.
1: Well, there is actually MRD talk about that. You check it uh, check it out in um, the ideas of, you know, attractions to be um, to bring people mm. to Modrua, and it's one, it's, it's it's one of those um, the the bell ones, you know where they lift the yeah. weight up yeah, yeah, and yeah. they drop it and the and the wave goes out in a circle, the yep. ripple effect. Mhm. Check it out. It's one of the it um, it's one of the three or four you know big ticket items that mm. they've got on their books to um they're investigating
0: because that's been my thing my whole life. If Mildura was on the coast, this would be the best place in the world. That's really close. We've got the Great Murray, and we won't go on the flood talk. We'll, we'll let that.
1: Run. Well, one thing is that my, I'm not sure many people know that we're where they got the only life saving um, inland life in, in inland life saving. So they yeah. might. Hopefully we get him another beach with some waves and, and we'll <laughs> see how be we awesome. go. That would be
0: awesome. That would be so good. All right, mate. Thanks so much for coming in, joining the Roundabout Podcast. It's been awesome. Episode nine out of the way. Number double figures next. Look at that. What am going to get? I don't know.
1: So he's shot off into the stratosphere after My- 10.
0: 10. <laughs> 10, 100, 1,000 retirement. All right. That's it. Thanks, guys, for listening. Appreciate it so much. Hit like, hit share. Tell your mates. Have a listen. Um, it's been awesome. Thanks, Woodsy. Appreciate it, mate. Thanks, Dogsy.